Wrestling fans, listen up. This is Effie from, you know, wrestling and the internet. It's CBV, Chris Van Vliet. It's Aubrey Edwards, referee at All Elite Wrestling. This is Old Master, the Southern Psycho, king of the trailer court. I poke God. It's the God of shit, Nick fucking Gage. Swoggle here, and this is the episode we've been waiting for. You're tuned in to Action Figure Weekly with Dylan Housen and Jerry Dan. So check out the podcast, AFW Podcast. Hello, figure fans. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Action Figure Weekly. I'm your host, Jerry Damage Cook. Joining me as always is the award-winning Deathmatch Brewmaster, Dylan Housen. Dylan, how are you, sir? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, kind of in this little weird dead space between uh, this past Monday, I went to Raw. And upcoming Wednesday, I'm going to Dynamite. So, you know, like we, we talked about last week, I'm uh, kind of enjoying taking in both companies. Uh, it's been, it's been a week, you know, like I, I think kind of rode the high of being at raw for a couple of days. And now I'm just like, it, I went from that, like riding that high to building excitement for the next show. It's exciting, man. This, it's a fun hobby that we have this, uh, this great, I, I would say the great fake sport of professional wrestling. It's true. It's true. Always something going on. There is, there like is. New being shown. So seems like there's a new bendy being shown every single week. So right. Actually, I'd say we are. That's probably about accurate. That we'll get one bendy a week. That's not I mean, a, not an exaggeration. Not wrong. Fifty-two weeks in a year. Uh, I'd say we got more than that last year. So yeah, it'll yeah, be. Yeah. We got that getting ready to record. We'll have to see what day we can do that on. Uh, getting ready to do year two bendies. That's going to be a big hit. So, yeah, I mean that's good. that's going to be a uh, it's going to be a big episode. There's there was a lot that dropped this past year. Yeah, yeah. Just going through it all, I'm like, man, that's a it's a, it's double the amount from last year. So. Um, it's gonna be a big, <laughs> big undertaking, but we'll we'll get there. I, I think we can do getting it. all the cards and stuff up there. Hell, maybe this year I'll uh, upload the video with audio the first time. Hopefully, we learn from last year's mistakes. Yeah. So, how's your week, man? You know, it's uh, like I said, Raw Monday was pretty. Uh, it was pretty exciting. I think it was one of those uh, one of those bucket list items for me. Uh, mm. I, I, you know, I was blown away with like production and stuff like that. But I, I will say the one thing that kind of got, I don't, I wouldn't even say annoyed me. It was just it was something that stuck out. Was there's a lot of filler uh, on the for raw taping. Yeah, I've mm. been to WWE house shows and it's pretty it's pretty much to the point. Like they kind of do some videos up front. And then it's just matches. It's it's wrestling. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. And I know you know they're filming a, a TV show, but uh, so like there's commercial breaks or stuff like that. But the dynamite taping I went to uh, a year or so ago 
was it, it kind of had uh, and I, not to like come across discouraging, but it had that kind of house show feel like I, which I prefer. I want it to be like there. There's some promo videos here and there, but I want wrestling. I'm going to a wrestling show. I want to see wrestling. Now that Raw had two mm-hmm. great promo segments: that the Seth Rollins versus Gunther, and uh, CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes facing off on the microphone was fantastic. Like just you could feel the emotion of both of those. They were wildly entertaining. But uh, I saw somewhere the stat was the first hour and a half of Raw had 20 minutes of wrestling. Mm. It's a lot of filler. The entrances are spectacular. The production's unreal. Uh, watching, there's a point uh, during the show where the Viking Raiders have Valhalla uh, pop up from underneath the ring. And as we're watching, they, they lower the lights and they're playing videos on the screen in the commercial break. And you see a crew of about 10 guys come down the ramp and they start like adjusting ring apron and stuff like that. And we realized after that, that was how they snuck her in. So it was mm. incredible, like catching the little things you don't see on TV. Like I said, it was, it's a, it's a bucket list item checked off and I'm so glad I went, but I'm really looking forward to uh, dynamite and rampage on Wednesday. Cause I know it's just going to be basically bell to bell wrestling. And it's, it's also, I mean, it's the company I, I pay more attention to. Uh, it's the company I'm more invested in, but mm-hmm. there was something like just made the arm hairs stand up when Raw starts and you see the, like the led board starts flashing those Monday night raw logos, the pyros going off. Like, it was, it was something special, you know, it made me kind of, I guess, sentimental. Because I've, I've watched so many episodes of Raw. I've been watching this show since I was a kid. To finally be in that arena was, was, was something pretty damn cool. You know, lots of filler videos or not. Like, it was a it was a really cool experience. And I'm glad I went. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Raw before. It's been a long time. Uh, but it was, you know was an experience and stuff so it's like i get to go back one time uh sometimes oh, yeah. you know they come through the area and stuff but uh so we'll see but just trying to think what else we let's see um and my news um i now am halfway through the enchanted set for lorcana um, <laughs> did we talk about the buybacks last week? Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, that definitely has happened. Uh, all the prices have doubled. Skyrocketing. Yeah, so I was lucky to get halfway through before it happened. So, so I got halfway through. Um, and then you saw the one, they're called Decanate. D-E-C-K-I-N-A-T-E. And uh, they're like full art, uh, screw down. Uh, oh yeah, they're holders. beautiful. The the artwork yeah. on those things. Well, are I got unreal. one from O'Malley, and so I have more of those coming for the other ones because I figure it's going to be a little while um, before I get the other ones in and stuff. So I was like, let's just go ahead and knock it out of the park. So, 
You hear one of my so, dogs barking in the, or kind of whining in the background a little bit. With the uh, with the the buybacks, oh, we, we we talked about it some last week. Is it like card shops that's buying the back, or is it is it uh, whoever you actually putting the cards could be, out? Could be it's just, or it could be just somebody doing it. I mean, I mean, not like as a hobby, but they're you know, the the goal is to control the inventory. So you you buy them all up, and then mm-hmm. um, you can put them up for ridiculous prices because guess what? That's the only ones out there, right? So. And then, you know, when other people list them, then they're going to list them for that same thing. And you can kind of tell that happens uh, because it goes, uh, it'll all happen like within a day. Right. I know uh, Upper Deck has been doing with like the, I know with the AEW cards, I I saw it and I'm seeing it now with this uh, wave of the 2023 uh, mainline. Is they're actually they're they're doing like incentivized buybacks through like card shops, and then those cards that get bought back are turned around and being put into the next year's mainline release as like specialized autographs. So like uh, you'll see it'll it'll look like a base card from last year or the year before, but it will be personally numbered like however many of however many, and the and the wrestler will sign it. I've also seen like baseball cards. It was a big thing where like guys who their rookie cards in like the year they came out weren't as big a deal. And then they like blew up in the next couple of years and they bought a bunch back, put them in the next wave as like autographs. I mean, obviously you can't do that with Lorcana uh, unless, you know, you designate one person who, who uh, works with Mickey at uh, Disney. <laughs> this is, this is the guy that's going to sign them all. Well, so I've seen, um, I've seen characters sign them. <clears throat> I've seen the voice actors sign them. See, a voice uh, actor would be art, cool. The artist who does the art for the cards, I've seen the, them sign them as well. So, um, I don't know if I've ever seen one triple signed by the artist, the voice actor, and the character. Mm. Uh, possible, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Um, uh, I do have, so... I'm working on a bunch of cool, like, that's what I've got. Um, I bought this uh, four-pocket binder. So, you know, like, the normal has three. This has four. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I'm doing is I've got uh, my regular set of everything, and then I'm working on the foil set as well. Nice. I have about 150 out of 200. Um, like there's 204 cards and I, I had liked about 51, I think. And then I bought 30 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty close to having that done as well. And I'm just doing it for the first set because the first set, you know, is the, the one, I think that'll be the long term. That's the one I kind of want to work, work on. So that's the reason I'm doing it for, uh, the Enchanteds and stuff, I'm going for, you know, the full art cards. I'm just going for the first set. I'm not doing the, all the other ones. Right. So. Yeah, that becomes a uh, a very expensive rabbit hole very quickly. Yeah, so I, and I, after trying to do it for the first one, I was like, I don't really want to do this for all these sets. Uh, I'll collect like a base set of um, 
each set as they come out, you know, like kind of have a collect a set and things. And I've got that for the second set already. Uh, But I don't want to do that for every single, you know, I'll I'll collect the base set, but I'm not doing the foil sets or the enchanteds for everything. I'm just doing it for this one. So, right. So, yeah. Um, So, been working on that. Uh, I did get one thing. I'm, I'm really excited to get it in. It'll be the first graded card I ever get. So oh. for the first set, um, I was like, what's the iconic card? And, you know, like this is the one card that kind of defines the set and it's Mickey. Mm. Uh, he's on all the promo stuff for it and everything like that. It's Mickey is a brave little tailor. Nice. And so I was like, all right, we've got a gym mint 10 coming in. Oh, uh, did not cost me that much. Really? So, yeah, it's not the, I thought about getting the foil one, but the foil, the foil, the foil one, you know, that kind of, kind of foil. Out. uh, the foil one is a little bit pricier, but the regular card was just about 60 bucks. I've seen like some 50, $60. So, uh, uh, base wrestling cards that are about the same and I'm, I'm kind of tempted it's, yeah, did, so, are you buying pre-slabbed, or you did you send one off? No, I, I bought it slabbed. Nice. Already returned and everything, so it's a Jim Mint ten. So I'm I'm happy with that. So it oh, yeah. uh, should be here early next week, and then, like I said, it'll be the first one that I've got. I got that cool. Um, I think I sent you a picture of it, the 3D holder for the cards. Mm-hmm. Looks like the castle. It says like Lorcana on it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um there's this lady that I follow on X who her and her husband, like that's what they do is they three D print like all these um holders and different, you know, like picture frame kind of things for cards. Um and they did this one that is it's only designed for one card. Um and it is like the castle, like Cinderella's castle. And mm-hmm. looks really cool. I got it in silver, you know, so it's kind of uh, really. <laughs> in hindsight, I was like, maybe I should have done a different color, make it pop a little bit more. I don't know, but silver kind of reminds me of the actual castle and stuff on it. So uh, with the gold trim, but the gold trim doesn't pop quite as much as I'd hoped it would. Kind of turns more like yellowish looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a cool thing, and that's where that Mickey's going to go. As soon as I get that back in, so nice. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's that. I've uh, been working on foiling out some of my some of my uh, decks and stuff here, and that's about it. Basically, like, uh, and then the other big thing I'm contemplating is, <laughs> do I go all in on retros? Oh man, I, I'm See. not doing zombie i'm not doing mitch i mean i do have a couple of zombies here i've got uh, matt and brian and i've got smart work on the way mm. um but the question is like how far how how deep down that rabbit hole do i go then so uh my thought is to go under start with the mean gene set mm-hmm. of retros when the retros came back and just go forward with them after that because I, I remember thinking at one point, I was like, man, it's like I could have a hell of a fig fed like from when we were growing up. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, just the these sets that have come out, and it's not that many. It's four sets plus the NWO set, I think. So five. Yeah. I think I think that's right. Um, I mean, even if you go back in the six the, sets, getting the original Mattel wave, the fifth set, you could cut the, off the DX. You you could cut off uh, if you're just doing like a like childhood fig fed. You could probably, I mean, there's there's like one or two guys out of each wave that was a legends wrestler. You could probably roll back and and knock out like probably the ten or twelve of those out of the main line. Add it with those, and and you've got it. Instead of having to like track down both Kevin Owens, like you know, Roman stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing all the new guys though. Like, sorry, Seamus, uh, fella. <laughs> yeah, I went through and I did make a list. Um, and looking at the most of the prices, man, they're pretty reasonable. So, um, you can still get. Most of them on Mattel collections, mm. um, and of course the end of is still on uh, ringside. And so, but then I was like, I'm borderline wanting to get rid of elites and ultimates and stuff too, though. So I don't know. Um, oh man, you got to keep ultimates at least. Just my my collection and probably, but then I was like, what am I going to do with them? I don't know. So yeah. That's I, fair. I don't know. I'm really torn. And it's one of those things like, I don't want to rush into a decision and be like, yes. And then be like, fuck, why'd I do that? Yeah. Why'd I do this? So yeah, which we've all been there. Oh boy. Have we? Yeah. So, so that's my, probably what'll happen over the next week or so. I'll, I'll sit down and really think about it and figure out what I want to do. You've uh you you've got but, me starting to look back through the uh, the retros on eBay now, just start bolstering the small collection I have. But see, I yeah, think I would you know, go the opposite got... of I, I'm going the newer guys uh, for the most part. Like I've got some of the legends already, but I mean I you know like Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, um, you know, Jericho. That's that's my frontliners. You know, I had the Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan. I was I was really aiming for the the modern guys and like the few legends I you know really, really loved like you know Mick Foley, The Rock, Stone Cold, Macho Man. Um, you know, I had kind of a mixed, and then I've got the one zombie uh, with the Nick Gage. Mm. So I think I would. I feel like if I if I continue the retro collection, it's going to be under like some very, very strict rules of like just certain guys. Because it can get uh, it can get incredibly pricey if you try to go completionist with that one. That's got to just be yeah. your guys. Yeah, that's that's why I kind of don't want to do too far down the rabbit hole and stuff. But we'll see. Mm. So I've made a list of kind of stuff that I want to go through, or at least the first pass through, and um, you know, we'll kind of go from there. But so yeah, it's a. Uh, it's the exciting part. Oh, definitely. I, I think I talked about this on, uh, it might be the last time we recorded. Uh, I know we've definitely talked about it off air, but one of the collections that I want to start kind of working on 
and it's I guess not as much collection as a display, but it's a display of wrestlers that I've seen, uh, especially coming off of Raw. Uh, this past Monday, going into Dynamite this upcoming Wednesday, I I want to put together a display. Like I've I've got some of these bookshelves that have like the long shelves that I want to have uh, at least a figure representing every wrestler that I've seen at one of these live shows, whether it's a house show, whether it's a, you know a Dynamite Raw taping, whatever wrestlers that I've seen. Uh, I, I would, I'll say perform because I mean, like watching that the Punk Cody segment is the first time I, I've got to see Cody. Uh, but also, I mean, if it's a if it's a two minute squash match, if it's a live in ring, uh, if live in ring promo, I've seen them perform uh, on the video board backstage. To me, doesn't count. Uh, that's going to be kind of one of the rules. Uh, if you know, like I, I saw Rhea Ripley on the video board, but she never walked out, so I couldn't add Rhea Ripley to the shelf yet. Dominic and and Finn Balor and JD McDonough and Damian Priest, basically all the rest of Judgment Day, I could add because they were all out. I watched them physically in front of me, uh, so that's going to be one of those things that I want to do when I get this shelf operational. Because I've not been to a ton of like kind of bigger live shows. I go, you know, mostly my local indies supporting people that I, I know smaller independents. But just in the few shows I've been to, I mean I can I can add names like Seth Rollins and Randy Orton, Minoru Suzuki, uh, you know, Danielson, Moxley, guys that I I have this huge respect for. And uh guys that I, I kind of thought I would never see like Suzuki is one of those never thought I would see Suzuki wrestle in person without traveling out of country. So to see that in my home state, to see it right down the road was something that means so much to me. So it'll be exciting to have Suzuki on that shelf kind of in that, uh, you know, in that collection that is specifically geared towards personal experiences. That is going to be kind of one of those biggies for me here upcoming. So I may have to, uh, I may have to get some duplicate figures. I may have to get some, uh, people that I, I have representation of in other shelves and other collections to put on that one. Uh, so that's going to be one of those things to kind of, it may be a pain to track down or try to figure out what's, you know, kind of closest to when I saw them perform. But I, I, you know, it's been a couple months. I've, I've been only buying a few figures here and there. So this is one of those collections. I'm kind of excited to jumpstart again. Um, just especially since I've been mostly on the card kick here recently. So it'll be kind of, Exciting to get back after the figure, uh, get after the figure collecting and really excited to see what this upcoming, uh, dynamite rampage taping brings as to like people I can add to the, uh, add to the shelf, you know? And as these things sometimes happen, 
Uh, looks like we're solo at the desk right now. Uh, Jerry had to go take care of the dogs. Dog got myself 100% understand. So I'm going to wrap this thing up real quick with just like a, a brief uh, review. Uh, today, I'm sitting here holding in hand a figure that I, I didn't think was actually going to happen. Uh, the I got the Shop AEW Eddie Kingston exclusive in. And it is Eddie Kingston from the Anarchy in the Arena match, which is one of the most striking visuals in wrestling recent memory for me. Uh, I mean, that, that match was violent and wild, but Eddie Kingston coming down the ramp, blood-soaked, carrying a gas can in one hand and a lighter in the other, staring down Chris Jericho, who's been tormenting him with the intent of setting Chris Jericho on fire is, I mean, it was something straight out of every horror movie that I love. I mean, it's just a real like evil dead, just psychotic bloodshed. And, and it, it was wild. And so uh, it was one of those moments that like, there's, there's moments in wrestling where you think, oh my God, that's toyetic. And there's moments in wrestling where you're just so shocked by what you're seeing that it doesn't even click until somebody says it or it pops up. And this is one of those moments that I was like, man, that was such a badass visual. And uh, one, of, one of my favorites, I mean, Eddie Kingston's one of my favorites to ever do this. And and just the emotion in his face and everything, man, it was it was guttural. It it hit me deep. And I'm scrolling, you know, the the major pod group, and somebody shared. It was like the leaked image of the figure itself, and I was blown away. I was like, man, what a great custom! And then you start seeing it again, and then you see packaging that doesn't look like custom packaging, and it just kind of clicked for me, like, oh my god, this might be real. So to have this figure in hand with the official packaging, the picture on the back is the visual that is just like forever etched into my brain of, of, of Eddie, you know, blood coming down his face. The shirt is just 14 colors of blood. And it just is absolutely wild to me. It, you know, the figure comes with a gas can accessory. I kind of, my one gripe with the figure uh, you know, like I think they nailed just like the blood on the wrist tape, hands, head, everything. The shirt that he's wearing, they uh, went with. Uh, he was wearing, I don't know, it was a Yankees shirt in the match itself. But in the moment he comes down, I believe it was a Yankees jersey, and the jerseys come off, and it's just like the undershirt that he had on. And that is just soaked in blood. I kind of would have been okay if they didn't put the the Kingston logo that they put on the uh, shirt to look like the Yankees jersey that he was wearing. Had it just been a white shirt with like the different blood, and I, I think whoever they they used to do the shirts for for this figure did a great job of capturing like there's some that looks like it's absolutely fresh, bright red. There's some that looks like it's it's blood mixed with sweat, so it's like a kind of it's a it's a different color. There's some stains that look like it could be something else. Like they got just kind of the 
the complexity of like if you look at the the picture on the back not all the blood's the same color some of it's sweat some of it there was i think there was ketchup and mustard used at one point because they're fighting by the concession stand i think they nailed the like coloration of blood and and whatever from this just absolute melee but I, the logo being off trips me up a little bit maybe at some point somebody like threadhead makes just the completely accurate shirt who knows i mean there's people out there doing incredible stuff in the world of figure customs but i mean i'm i'm just absolutely blown away with this figure in hand and me and jerry have talked about this uh off air i'm kind of tempted to buy a second one because i don't want to rip this thing open and destroy this packaging because this packaging is wild i mean the i love the fonts that they chose for like you know the it, eddie kingston's name i love just they've done such a great job with the packaging on these shop aew exclusives i like the pictures they use for the sides everything the picture on the back again it's just that visual that uh i i really think could just be a horror movie uh poster i just think it's fantastic like top to bottom if there's you know kind of rumor that this may be one of the last if not the last of these exclusives just because some of them have become i guess whatever the digital equivalent of peg warmers is so if this is it i mean this is this is the epitome of going out on a high note uh not just because i am a person that collects any of the aew bloody figures but just i mean for capturing that moment for doing something unique uh because i mean eddie kingston's a guy that a lot of his gear is the same. I mean, he's wearing black pants. He's wearing the boots. And then it's just whatever shirt he's wearing uh, changes. So for them to find something that was wholly unique and just incredibly toyetic and to, I, I'd say absolutely crush the execution is is just awesome. Um, it's, you know, hopefully this isn't the last one. I think these kind of shop AEW exclusives are great for stuff like this that may not sell on a Walmart shelf and and may not even be something that you want to make a like a mass release of just something like this that is for either you know the fans that are completionists or like people like me that are like I'm a diehard Eddie fan so I needed that figure. I'm also, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of like their their kind of blood and guts line. So I needed that, but you know, some of the other ones have not directly appealed to me, but they've directly appealed to like Jade Cargill collectors or Chris Jericho collectors or, you know, people that want that additional, like they want the figure with the merch shirt. They want whatever the repaint is. And I kind of hope they keep doing it. It's become one of those fun things, just seeing what they're going to do next. So hopefully. This isn't it, but if it is, I think they just hit a grand slam on the way out the door. So if you're on the fence about this figure, swing, take it, get it. I, I cannot recommend it highly enough. And so uh, I think that's all we got for this short and kind of uh, kind of chaotic episode, uh, all things considered. But... 
this is what we do. We, we love doing this and we would not have wanted to not put an episode out this week if we could at all help it. So here we are. <laughs> may not be, uh, may not be the clearest, most cohesive episode, but we love you guys. We love what we're doing. And I just can't thank you guys enough for listening. And, uh, hopefully soon we'll have the year two major bendies episode up and ready to go. So until next time, Jerry would usually, uh, say be good to yourselves and each other. And I will bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night.